This is unaffected. Welcome to Unaffected, a podcast that offers a curated look at some obscure, forgotten, and neglected singers of the mid-20th century. I'm your host, Ethan Stoller, and today we have a calendar-related theme. We are a few days late, but who's counting? Uh, We just passed Bastille Day, and we just passed the Wimbledon final. So we got a little French theme and a little tennis theme. And an overarching theme, which is singers who were pretty famous, in some cases very famous, but not for singing. But we're also good singers. Uh, we start with Annie Fratellini, who, despite her Italian surname, was French. And she is most famous for belonging to, I think, the least unaffected profession that ever was. Uh <laughs> Let me play you a song first so you really see that she kicks ass as a singer. And then we'll talk about her uh, more famous uh, profession. But this is Annie Fratellini doing uh, Saint Mon Gigolo. Il, j'en sais rien, mais il me prend si bien qu'à lui je suis corps et âme. Il n'est pas costaud, mais il est si beau qu'il plaît à toutes les femmes. Okay, I'll give you till the end of this song to try to think of what the least unaffected profession might be. And I think you can only really come to one conclusion because there's really only one answer. Uh, Nothing in her singing will lead you to the answer. Just think real hard. What could it be? And uh, I'll see you at the end of the song.
All right, do you have your answer? If this were a family feud question, name the least unaffected profession. It would have to be one of those questions with like triple the value at the end of the show where there's only two or three answers because there's really only one answer. I can't even think of another contender. It's clown. She was a clown. Annie Fratellini was a clown. <laughs> she came from a long lineage of clowns, actually. She was, I think, fourth generation uh, clown. She was born, uh, her parents were, like, traveling the world. She was born in Algeria in, like, a circus basket, whatever, or something, whatever that is. And in an ironic twist on the old cliché, uh, Annie Fratellini actually ran away from the circus when she was 18. <laughs> uh, you know, she she was rebellious. She was a really accomplished musician. She played several instruments. So she left the circus and formed a Dixieland jazz band, I guess, uh, before kind of settling into her career as a singer. And as you heard, there's nothing clownish or clown-like about her vocals. And she did record a few songs in her catalog that are that play up that kind of feeling, that kind of bouncy polka feeling, but most of her songs uh have that more intimate feeling like the first one we heard, uh which is the complete opposite of what you find from clowning, right? To when I think of a clown, I think of like maudlin, overblown emotion, like if you're sad, you exaggeratedly rub your fists over your eyes kind of thing. And there's none of that affect here. And just to play one more example, this is uh, Huisca Tudor. Huisca Tudor Et que la nuit A posé ses doigts d'ombre Au cerne de tes yeux Et que ton corps Se penche Comme un bateau qui sombre Dans les vagues du lit Puisque tes mains Se sont fermées Sur le livre secret des lignes de ton cœur et que sans moi tu rêves à tout ce que la terre t'a donné de meilleur chacun de tes there are some YouTubes of Annie Fratellini. I recommend checking them out. Uh, she has great poise when she's performing a song or even just being interviewed. And you can tell she just has that performance gene in her bones. Uh, she did go on to have a successful acting career, including uh, she was in a film, 
Zazie dans la Metro, uh, directed by Louis Mal, among others, all through the 60s. She didn't record that much in the 60s and eventually did return to her roots, her clowning roots. She went back to clowning and then did open a very uh, prestigious, can you say that about a clowning academy? Clowning Academy, um, very respected for the field. And, you know, I, I I don't know much about clowning beyond what I've seen on baskets and in my nightmares. So I'm sure it's a really cool profession. And just listening to her sing, it makes me actually appreciate more that maybe there is some kind of authentic performance to it. And it's not just the maudlin, overblown emotion things. So, Annie Fredellini, you've rehabilitated my view of the clowning profession somewhat. <laughs> uh, let's listen to one more track of hers. Uh, this one, I think, is kind of cool. It's in English, and it's the standard It Had to Be You that you probably have heard before. And what strikes me about this uh, if this makes sense, it sounds almost like an American doing a French accent of a French woman singing in English uh, to sound more alluring or flirty or just French. <laughs> but I, I really think this is how Annie Fredellini sounded when she sings in English. Uh, I, I like it very much. This is uh, Annie Fredellini, It Had to Be You. To be you, it had to be you. I wander around and finally found the somebody who could make me be blue, could make me be true. And even be glad just to be sad thinking of you. So models I've seen night never be mean, night never be cross, or try to be boss, but they I wouldn't do for nobody else. Give me a thrill. It's with all you thought I love you still It had to be you Wanna for you It had to be you So as I mentioned before, our other subject of the podcast today was very successful in an, uh, another career besides singing. In fact, I think... It's pretty safe to say she's the only subject of this podcast, past, future, present, who was once the recipient of a ticker tape parade in Manhattan. I'm speaking of Althea Gibson, who was a great athlete, and she was famous for being a tennis champion. She won Wimbledon in 1957 and 1958, and then later in her life became a professional golfer. But she was also a singer and a saxophone player, and apparently... In the late 50s, being a tennis champion did not pay much, if anything. It was amateurs, and there were no big endorsement deals. So actually, she recorded this record for Dot Records in 1958, kind of 
to make money. She uh, appeared on What's My Line uh, to promote the record and actually is also on that show promoting her Ed Sullivan appearance. Let's listen to a little bit of what that sounded like. This is Althea Gibson, 1958, the secret mystery guest on What's My Line. Mr. Sanders? But are you principally a movie star? No. One down and nine to go, Miss Francis. Well, are you uh, in the theater? No. Two down and eight to go, Mr. Sir. Would you say that your field was athletics of any kind? Miss mm. Kilgallen? Uh, have you been to England within the last few weeks? Miss mm. Francis? Well, are you our... Practically our best tennis player. Miss Althea Gibson? Yes. Yeah, I think Dorothy you is sing a too, Miss Gibson. Yes, you are I do. in show business. Yeah. yeah, actually you've started singing recently, making records, haven't you? Yes, I've recorded with Dot Records, John, and uh, uh, I hope it's doing well. So let's check out Althea Gibson's singing. This is the opening track on her album called, it's called Don't Say No. This one also actually features a little, uh, one of the refrains in French, so... Ties back a little to Annie Fratellini. Uh, I like her voice. She has a very rich, deep tone. I think her intonation is flawless. And I think the way she delivers the lyric, it's a nice interpretation. It's not too overblown. Um, See what you think. This is Althea Gibson, Don't Say No. Don't say no. Don't tell them that we're through. Don't say no, just tell them I love you. Don't tell them that the dreams we planned have crumbled with my heart. Don't tell them that the quarrels we've had have made us drift apart. Don't say no. You know I love you still Don't say no You know I always will I'll do my best to make you stay And never, never let you say No Don't say no Althea Gibson was just one of those people who excelled at everything she tried. Athletically, of course, she had no peer in her prime as a tennis player, even though being denied certain advantages that white players had. For example, to get to qualify for the U.S. championships in the mid-50s, you had to accumulate a certain number of points during the season, but tournaments that you were able to accumulate the points at were often held at clubs that were restricted, where she couldn't even set foot, so she didn't qualify. (laughs) I mean, that's just madness. Uh, Yet through it all, she had grace and poise. 
in addition to her singing, she also had an acting career. She was in a film with John Wayne where it took place during the Civil War and she refused to speak in a like cartoonish dialect. Um, they didn't, unfortunately, give her a lot to do in that film. She's more of a reactor than an actor. Uh, this one record she recorded was not a success. She never made a second one. And by the end of her life, when her health was declining, she needed to rely on uh, friends and associates to raise money for her to help pay for it. Thankfully, they she had built so much goodwill that they were able to raise money for her. But but still, I mean, this is a person who, you know, should be like American royalty. And uh, she did struggle financially at the end of her life. And we're thankful to have this one record she made. Let's listen to her rendition of Kurt Vile's September song. It's our second week in a row with a Kurt Vile track. Uh, this is Althea Gibson, 1958, September song. From May to December But the days grow short When they reach September When the autumn weather Turns the leaves to And I haven't got time For the waiting game That's our episode for today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'll see you next time. But before then, I have a special announcement. I'll be interviewed on the radio live on Tuesday, July 30th in Claremont, California, 87.7 KSPC Radio. Uh, and I think that that definitely will stream live at that time. So it's 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. in New York, 1 o'clock for all my friends here in Chicago. Uh, so check it out. And the most exciting part is I'll be chatting with Franklin Bruno, who in addition to being a great scholar and writer about music and a poet, he is one of the great living songwriters uh, we have. And if you don't believe me, check out... Uh, there's an album that Jenny Toomey recorded of his songs. Uh, it's called Tempting. It's on Spotify and elsewhere. Uh, just a brilliant, brilliant songwriter. And it's real an honor to chat with him. We'll be talking about Unaffected Singers and my podcast. And he knows more about songs than I think anyone I know, or at least as much. Uh, I might know more obscure singers than him, at least from 1955 to 1962. <laughs> but check that out. That's July 30th. And I'll, I'll remind everyone via the website, unaffectedpod.com, Twitter and Instagram at unaffectedpod. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for tuning in. Take care. And these few precious days I'll spend with you. These precious days I'll spend with you
This has been an Ambivert Media Production.